I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player, national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, T.P. Hammock, Brooks Childress with you here on this Thursday afternoon, turning into evening. Obviously, a lot of going on right now in the sports world and in the Auburn sports world as Auburn able to be victorious last night in Memorial Gym against Vandy. Also, the Tigers doing a lot in terms of coaching staff decisions, both offensively and defensively after a good bit of turnover. So we now go to our orthopedic clinic phone line where we welcome on Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals here to give us the latest in all things Auburn football and Auburn basketball. Brian, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are things in your world? Oh, everything's great. Thanks for having me. Uh, Absolutely. And so, Brian, let's start with basketball since that just occurred last night. We'll get into football in just a moment. Uh, Tigers victorious again, 10 wins in a row for Auburn as they were able to get another double-digit victory on the road against Vanderbilt. What stands out to you about the performance last night and just about this streak that the Tigers are on? Well, just that performance they put in, um, you know, making that big run to sort of put the game away. Um, You know, uh, I guess it was around midway through the second half, early in the second half, and uh, uh, just really cruising from there. And um, just uh, this this team is just amazing the way they're playing right now. Um, you know, Jalen Williams, of course, was terrific, uh, a perfect seven to seven from the floor. And you know, if one guy or two guys are not having a good night, somebody else can step up. And Brian, I know that early uh, this season, Bruce Pearl was talking a little bit about his concerns for the team, and obviously, he continues to be critical with some of the second half performances. But I recall him talking about the defensive end of the floor. And the Tigers, uh, to me, seem to be doing a really good job there. What have you noticed about this team defensively, or or what flaw do you think that they still have that they uh, would need to be working on here in the coming days and weeks? Yeah, I meant to say the end of the first half when they made that run, because I don't think Bruce is real happy with uh, the the play in the second half there. Um, You know, I I think defense is is really um, uh, sort of the engine that drives this team right now. And... um, I think it helps a lot that they have a second five that come in and plays even better defense than the starters do, uh, you know, most of the time, not all the time, most of the time. So I think that's big for this team. And I think that shows at the end of halves like it did at Vanderbilt and at the end of games. And I think it's going to help uh, Auburn as the season goes on, you know, more teams get banged up and get tired, um, you know, during a tough conference season. I think it's going to help Auburn in the SEC tournament. And I think if they can stay relatively healthy, I think it's going to help them when they get to the NCAA tournament. So, Brian, talking about Auburn's opponent on Saturday, they got a new revamped uh, Ole Miss squad coming in led by Coach Chris Beard. Talk about what Auburn fans can expect to see from this 15-2 Ole Miss squad. I mean, they're pretty athletic. Uh, Got some decent depth. I got to watch a little bit of them uh, last last night. They lost to – who were they playing last night? They were on the road. Uh, LSU. Uh, LSU. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think LSU is actually a pretty good team. I know Auburn took care of them easily, but I, I think they're a team that's going to be um, pretty good by the end of the season. Uh, but, of course, you got the Flanagans coming back, uh, Wes and, and Allen. Uh, so that's going to be a little sideshow there a little bit. But I think they're a good, solid team. Uh, I know they got to a good start. They got ranked. Uh, I don't think they necessarily played a, a great schedule and have been tested as much as Auburn has, but I still think this could be a good game. It's one that Auburn needs to take seriously and, and play well. But I, I do think what we talked about, that defense and that depth that Auburn has, is going to give them an advantage. And, of course, uh, Neville Reno will give them a big advantage too. And, and Brian, I know late last night, Janiah Broom got banged up there in the last couple of minutes. Do we have any word on his status or, or if anything the, the coaching staff has said yet about him? Yeah, he's fine. Um, should be good to go for Saturday. Excellent. Okay, uh, the good news then. Uh, and so turning the page again uh, for this Auburn basketball team, uh, one more before we head to football. Uh, with, with this Tigers team being so balanced, Brian, have you seen a team be this balanced and this deep before? I mean, 10 guys playing 15 minutes a game. I mean, just uh, how I guess Auburn's going to be able to sustain this. Just what, what stands out to you about the overwhelming depth that they have? Well, I would say this is the most unique team that Bruce Pearl's had at Auburn. Um, I, I don't know that I would say it's his best yet, of course. I've covered a Final Four team, uh, but certainly it is different than anyone he's had. I, I don't remember him. You know, once they got into a conference play or, you know, against better opponents, him rotating this many players consistently. Uh, most most of the times it's seven or eight that I recall, you know. Um, uh, and I, I, just, um, I, I just find it... Um, Interesting. I, I think it's an advantage for Auburn. I think this team could uh, go far and, and make a nice run here. But, I, you know, I don't know that for sure because there's still a long, long way to go. But um, uh, I like the way this team is playing. Um, I didn't get to hear uh, Coach Pearl on the radio last night, but um, I got feedback from some of the things he said. So he's, you can tell he's sort of pushing this team to get better and doesn't like it when they have those little spells of, you know, letting teams get back into games and, um, you know, losing their focus a little bit and um you know if he's pushing that team this hard right now that tells you he really believes they can continue to get better and uh, really have a, a pretty high upside brian uh moving on to football here uh you, you look at the the hugh free staff and i know that you know it's not a complete staff just yet we'll, we'll talk about that just a moment but they still continue to go out and recruit especially recruit that transfer portal just this week you got a you got the signing of jaron thompson uh the the from texas and then yesterday you got the commitment of the the alabama db antonio kite uh, t- talk about the 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 work that auburn's been putting in getting some of these guys in the portal and what they can do for the 2024 tigers yeah, you know, I kind of thought the portal closed for Auburn on January 4th, but it's still hopping. You know, they had a couple of guys leave uh, that were graduate transfers and Kaufman and Riley. Uh, I, I think the last three that have gotten in the two you mentioned and Percy Lewis, the offensive tackle, have been probably their three best pickups from the portal. And I think all three have a chance to um, start next year. Um, I, I do think that, um, you know, the two DBs, um, you know, fill some really important holes. You know, you're losing four or five starters there. You need experienced, quality depth. And I think especially, uh, is it Jaron Thompson, is that right, the, the kid from Texas? Yes. Yeah, I think he has a chance to start right away at safety for sure. And then we'll see about an Antonio Kite, I believe. It's, I'm not sure if it's Kitea Kite. I believe it's Kite. Uh, I think he's got a chance to really compete at cornerback and it, at the very least be in that rotation help out a lot. And, and Brian, on that uh, coaching staff, obviously want a couple questions here about 
uh, both offense and defensive side. Let's start with offense. Derek Nix coming over from Ole Miss. There was certainly uh, a little bit of uh, gainsmanship on Twitter, shall we say, uh, from Lane Kiffin's side of things. Uh, but what is Auburn getting here, new offensive coordinator and running backs coach Derek Nix? Uh, they're really getting a highly respected assistant coach who um, players love to play for, is a very good recruiter. I, I just think um, the staff got better with Derek Nix, um, you know, here. And, and this is his first, I, I think this is his first opportunity to be an offensive coordinator. Of course, I think it's going to be more of a, um, you know, committee approach. I think Freeze is going to be much more involved in the offense and calling plays. And I think uh, Ken Austin being elevated quarterback coach, he's going to play a big part in that too. But um, I think Hugh Freeze is thrilled to have Derek Nix on his staff and is excited about um, just what he brings as a recruiter, as a coach, as a guy who just, um, you know, is just a good person to have around, a guy that's going to lift up his fellow coaches and uh, his players are going to really like to play for him too. And, of course, Brian, I hate to – we're going to probably have to ask this every single year, unfortunately, just the way it's going with play, play calling and what happened with Malzahn and, and what's happened so far in the freeze tenure. But I, but I still owe it to you to ask. I mean, what is your best guess on, on what those play calling duties look like next year? Oh, I expect freeze to call plays. Okay. I don't care what old Mrs. Um, Twitter – uh, puts out. I mean, it's none of their business uh, who does that. That was silly. But yeah, I think it'll be free. But you know, maybe maybe he changes his mind a little bit. And maybe maybe he gives uh, uh, you know Derek a chance to do that. But uh, that's what I'm expecting right now. And then defensive side of things, Brian. Obviously, there was a a, a lot of uh, moving parts there, shall we say, with the secondary. And, and let's start with the. Uh, continuation of Wesley McGriff and the arrival of Charles Kelly. Obviously, Kelly renowned for his recruiting. What can you tell us about that dynamic with Kelly entering the fold and then again with Wesley McGriff re- returning? Yeah, and I think Charles Kelly's already uh, making an impact on Auburn recruiting, you know, as far as uh, getting Kite and, and being involved in some other top kids around uh, the Southeast that have maybe decommitted from other schools or are considering Auburn a little bit um, more than they were in the past. So I think he's going to do a great job, um, you know, as a primary recruiter back there and as a secondary coach. And just having his experience on staff is another uh, big bonus. You know, as far as coordinators go, I think Chris Kiffin is still the one to watch. He is with the Houston Texans right now. They have a playoff game. I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. So um, if they they win they go on and, and you have to wait another week on him potentially if they lose then you know he's open to uh, to speak to uh, auburn and to other nfl teams other college teams so we'll see and i also think that um zach arnett is a possibility uh, the former mississippi state defense coordinator head coach and um maybe um dj durkin although i've got the feeling that he was going to end up at missouri most likely we'll see and, and sure, Brian, I mean, I was going to kind of ask you along those lines. It it, it seems, and it, this could be jumping on a little bit, but it seems that since Auburn was able to go ahead and make the offensive hires they wanted and they have yet to make kind of that final big defensive hire, I mean, it certainly seems like the tea leaves are them waiting on Chris Kiffin. Uh, is that pretty fair to speculate on at this point? No, I think that's very fair to speculate on. I think that's the truth. Um, but I don't think he has agreed uh, to be that coordinator uh, yet. I think um, there's good feelings both ways. 
But, um, you know, what if another NFL team made a run at him as a head coach or something? You just don't know what's going to happen here. So uh, I, I just think that's one that um, if I was a bet man, that's who I bet on. But uh, I, I would not, you know, bet too much on it. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. He's Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals joining us on Sports Call today. Brian, we'll kind of finish with this. Again, as uh, Auburn football looks over the coming uh, days and weeks, and in theory, once a defensive hire is made, would quiet down a little bit. But the, I know the portal is ever active. I know it's technically closed for most, if, unless it's Alabama or Washington, etc. Right now, that have uh, coaching changes. But uh, I, uh, what can you tell us about what you would think would be if there any is any last minute portal? Uh, wants or needs for Auburn. I know that quarterback is something that's always widely discussed. Not sure if there's one out there right now. Just what would be Auburn's next step in evaluating the portal? I wouldn't rule out a quarterback. Um, uh, but, I, yeah, I don't know if there's one out there they want to offer a scholarship to. Maybe maybe potentially a walk-on, give, them a, give a guy a chance maybe. Uh, I do think that defensive tackle is a position – that they still need to fill and find a potential starter to replace Marcus Harris. So uh, whether they can find somebody like that now, which seems unlikely, or whether that rolls over in the spring, or maybe one of the three freshmen that enrolled really has a great offseason, great spring. They don't feel like they need it, but uh, that's the one area defensive tackle and defensive line that I think still needs to be addressed with some more help up front. And Brian, how can our listeners again find your work, and uh, what do you have going on with, uh, with the guys there at Auburn Rivals in the coming days? I appreciate it, and we'll have uh, tons of coverage, of course, as the transfer portal continues to roll the wrong roll along here for Auburn and everybody else. And um, uh, should be some more juniors visiting this weekend, so we'll have plenty of updates on that. And of course, on the big basketball game against Ole Miss at Neville Arena uh, Saturday night, it should be a, a really entertaining game, and uh, it'll be good to see the Flanagans back. And uh, you know, that, I'm sure that will play a part, and, and um, you know, some other things around the game. He's Brian Matthews of Auburn Rivals joining us today on Sports Call. Brian, as always, we certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to your coverage of Auburn Athletics here in the coming days. And before we know it, it'll be baseball season two, and we're certainly going to be excited about that. But, again, we appreciate the time today. Yeah, I can't wait for baseball. Thanks for having me.